Welcome to Plan a Happy Life. I'm your host, Stephanie Fleming, creative entrepreneur and happiness activist. I'm on a mission to create a happy life movement. Each week, I'll be joined by my daughter, Kayla, for some honest conversations about how you can plan your happiest life yet. So what are we waiting for? Let's get happy. Um, hi, Kayla. Hi, Mom. And hello to all of our listeners. Welcome back to Plan a Happy Life. You will never guess what just happened. Oh, Tell well, the people, Kayla. I just, I forgot to press record. Okay. <laughs> Not just that, but we had the best intro. It was magical. It was so good because we've been sitting here. This is episode five. She's wiping her tears as well she should. Because I'm just laughing. we've been sitting here um, and loving every second of recording our episodes, but we had just gotten off of quite the giggles attack. We could not stop laughing because Miss Kayla over here has been calling me out on my podcast laugh. It's it. Oh, we should name it that. It's the podcast, <laughs> it's the laugh. podcast laugh. Because it's, it's the like, I think she's trying. She's concerned with the audio and the like the sound levels and with her laugh naturally. It's just she's got a powerful laugh. And so she's doing this like <laughs> oh, this like really like ladylike like polite light laugh it's like mom in public laugh yeah like i oh <laughs> my kids are acting up <laughs> you guys are in so much trouble when we get home okay and to be fair i have a very mm, unique laugh it has been likened to a dolphin right yeah and so to our audio listeners you know i like to think that my voice may be semi-soothing um not quite as much as kayla's but <laughs> My laugh. Oh, you just did it. You just did the <laughs> podcast laugh. <laughs> but I'm trying so hard. We're like right up on these mics. And I can only imagine if, you know, I let the dolphin out. And so it's <laughs> like uh, the podcast laugh comes. And so she's sitting over there every time I do it going like. <laughs> and so we're just having a, we're having a good time, which also we're also procrastinating this uh, starting this episode. Why? Because because we're experts. At because it. we're experts at it. So if any two people are going to talk to you about procrastination, we're your girls. Mm-hmm. We're your girls. We got so you covered. and so that I guess we should just get started, Kayla. Well, again, what? <laughs> no, I said again because I forgot to press record. Oh yeah, the last get started time. again. I kind of am forgetting what we did because we were on a roll, and all of a sudden she looked and she's like, "Oh my god!" and we had not been recording so we're like just put it again let's keep going so you know what we're just gonna keep going so the title of today's episode just start how simply starting holds the real magic the real magic and we will be dealing with the topic of procrastination so number one Kayla did you know that research suggests that about 20 percent of Americans are chronic procrastinators that's it yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I thought, mm, something's wrong with that. Don't you think more than 20% of people, I guess maybe are not chronic procrastinators? Maybe that's what makes the difference, but I feel like more than 20% are procrastinators. I agree. And this is a topic that I've struggled with my entire life. 
It can cause a lot of stress and anxiety, not good. And we know that too much stress is both physically and mentally unhealthy. So with that said, you can understand why it's so important to learn to identify and to adjust our behavior patterns when we see ourselves starting to procrastinate. So today we are going to cover three things. Number one, what is procrastination? Because if 80% of people don't chronically procrastinate, they probably don't even know what that is. (laughs) So we'll talk about what it is, why we do it because there are some really interesting findings about why we do it and how with one little exercise, we can change our procrastinating ways. There is hope for us yet, my friend. Okay, so let's begin with what is procrastination. I love to start with a good definition. So the definition of procrastination is a habitual or intentional delay of starting or finishing a task despite knowing it might have negative consequences. So it is not the same as laziness. It turns out procrastination is about stress and emotions as opposed to laziness, which is basically like not wanting to put forth the effort to complete a certain task. So do you know the difference, Kayla? Like if you feel like you're having a lazy day, because both of us, I think, have, you know, had our lazy days and have dealt with procrastination. Do you know the difference? Well, I think for me, the difference is I feel like me having a lazy day is just wanting to be mellow and not really putting off anything that needs to get done. No, that totally makes sense. And then the procrastination always, it's its something that I have to get done by like a certain time or I'm, I'm not doing it because I am like worried about starting those, those tasks. Right. The laziness when you have... Um, a lazy day, let's say, you're not putting it off because it's stress inducing. You're just saying like, I just need to chill. Yeah, I just need to chill a little bit. But procrastination, you're like afraid to get started, or you don't know how to get started. And you start looking for distractions. Um, I this is what I do. I find the easy tasks first to avoid the stress that the bigger project or thing will bring. Mm -hmm. Um, When I make my master list, I tried hard not to do this now but what I would normally do is I'd make my big master to-do list and I would start off if I'm stressed out or having anxiety about everything on that list is that I would go into it and go hmm okay um take the trash out super easy no problem so I start doing those things and that's procrastination not laziness because I mean I'll do a lot of things yeah but I'm not doing the one or two things that's kind of stressing me out. Yeah, you feel like you're checking things off the list, but even the the small ones, they're not the big ones that you need to get done. Right, which makes me have more anxiety (laughs) and more like, oh my gosh, just the longer I put it off, the bigger the stress gets. So I'm wondering, then why do so many of us do this? If we know, you know, that we may have or most likely will have negative consequences, by not starting, why do so many of us procrastinate? Well, I can tell you one reason that I procrastinate. Um, so perfectionism. I am a perfectionist in recovery. Um, and perfectionism is one big reason that people procrastinate. Because if you are afraid that you're not going to do it perfectly, which none of us can, kind of afraid to get started or you're not much of a per- no, perfectionist I was just thinking that because I'm looking at this and going 
that seems like a big one for somebody mm-hmm. and for a lot of people, but I don't feel the mm-hmm. need to be perfect, which I'm, so I'm good. grateful for, but I, I think maybe I should have some healthy level of like one. I mean, I have a healthy level of like wanting to do good at whatever I'm doing, but it's not. Oh, you're not me. missing out. I, I'm not procrastinating because it's not going because I'm worried it's not going to be perfect. Oh my gosh. Be very thankful because that's kind of just like, it's so toxic that it, because I do that all the time. There's always something more. I feel like I need to research in order to finish, you know, a podcast episode or a speech that I'm giving or a product that we're coming out with. I always want it to be a little bit better. And so I feel like I can't quite start because I need to do more research. And then that brings up so much anxiety in me that then the longer I put it off, the more I know it's not going to be perfect. So the fact that you don't struggle with that and that you don't have that hanging over your head is so cool. I'm, I mean, as your mom yeah. <laughs> and somebody who, who deals with this, I think that's it's really um, a great thing. What is something that I, you find like leads you to procrastinate? I think it might be a big one is knowing how to start. I think there's like, there's something in me that if I don't know, I don't want to deal with it. If I don't know how to start it or how to get going, I just bury my head. So like kind of being overwhelmed by the scope of a project. Yeah. 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 I think that's another common one. Um, Sometimes when it's so big, you don't know how to like break it down. Break it down. And we you kind of just are overwhelmed by all the things and all the possibilities and all the decisions you might have to make. And so you put off even taking that first step. Breaking down a project into into manageable pieces is helpful. But you do kind of get that like uh almost like a shock. You kind of like paralyzed. Paralyzed. Like, oh, I don't want to yeah. I'm out of words today. I don't know. Sorry, but I yes, paralyzed. <laughs> you just do it for me. <laughs> um paralyzed because you don't know how to start. Yeah. So perfectionism, being overwhelmed by the scope of a project. Um, how about the A word? Dun, da, da, da. Anxiety. Yeah, that, I think. Ew. Ooh, <laughs> that, that is probably bigger than the last. It's probably the biggest one for is me. It, is it fear of failure? Mm-mm. No. So I have those down here in my notes as the same thing, but I don't really have a lot of anxiety that's not induced by something else. So maybe fear of failure and anxiety are two different things. Well... I'm sure that probably, I'm sure that that's a, a factor. Maybe I don't know it, but I'm sure that maybe the anxiety part that I struggle with. Yeah. But um, I guess maybe. Okay. I just, I think fear of failure, and it probably all ties in. Probably all of these things have, you know, some relation to the other, to the other. But a fear of failure would be, you know oh my gosh, if you have something that, I mean, I'll give you an example. When I had to give my very first speech in front of like 1400 people and I'm an introvert. So getting up on stage in front of that many people, I was so afraid to number one, not do a good job, perfectionism. Number two, I didn't want to fail and of course be up on stage and have all of these people say, we were excited to hear her speak. And then She was such a disappointment. You know, that anxiety of failure was huge for me. And so then even the starting of what kind of 
uh, talk am I going to give? What am I going to cover? Everything that went through my head was, oh, if you say that, that might not, that might not resonate with people or that might not be good. Or I'd start to write my speech. I cannot tell you, Kayla, how many times I rewrote that thing. <laughs> so many times I found myself like shaking like weeks before because I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know that I'm going to do a good job. And finally, I just decided to, you know, just get up there and be myself and talk and, and I prepared and, and it was fine. But I just, oh my gosh, I tortured myself for weeks, probably months preparing. No, that's, that's a lie. I was not preparing. I was torturing myself by thinking about what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And, um, you know, I did not just start because I was so paralyzed by that fear. Yeah. I think for me, the failure part might go hand in hand with the perfectionism part because the two I think because I don't I don't think I struggle with those two but the anxiety is on its own for me okay I can see that because I think you have been even as a kid you were a little bit more independent risk-taking you would you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. you weren't afraid to like you weren't a people pleaser. You didn't want to like, oh, I can't do that because this, what will this person think of me? Or you kind of would, you were your own little person. Yeah. You know, so I can see how maybe the perfectionism or fear of failure may not kind of speak to you. Okay. Let's talk about something that everyone can relate to. This is for those other 80% of people, Kayla. So what about an unpleasant task? Like something we just don't like doing like laundry oh laundry okay so laundry we can all relate we all have clothes we all have clothes that need to be washed and who I actually do like doing laundry but I don't like doing the mass amounts that I usually have and I do the same thing I wait till I have no clothes left yeah (laughs) 10 loads of laundry (laughs) to do my laundry yes yeah and here's what I started thinking about is that when we talk about like negative emotions, which is what I think a lot of people who procrastinate, these are bringing up negative emotions to you. And so you put it off and it could be something big or it could be something small like laundry. But when it comes to tasks we don't like doing, we're not, I don't have anxiety over laundry, but if I've had a long day at work and I'm stressed out, or for whatever reason, you have whatever, you just had a long day, let's say, and you come home. The last thing I want to do is do things that I don't want to do. I feel like I want to come home and just like for the same reason I might eat for comfort or, you know, drink for comfort, I might put off some things that I don't want to do that feel like a big chore. And so I put off laundry because I have heard this said, and I've actually done this before, and it miraculously works, and yet I don't do it, is that if you put in like, like, say you have enough, if you've got kids, or, you know, I probably have enough to do a load or so every day, maybe, or maybe every two days. If I did that every two days, one load, one load, like I would be caught up. But like, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, then you'd never be behind. I know. So have you Have you ever done that like regularly? No. Me neither. And so I have to think, you know, we are bright women. So why are we not keeping up with tasks like that? Because when I think about it too, 
I could come home. Every two days, I could throw a load of laundry in. I could then prepare something for dinner and, you know, continue this routine of taking care of myself when I get home. And yet I come home and if I'm tired, I just, I don't do those things. I procrastinate them. And then I, you know, have 10 loads of laundry to do. And do you want to know something else I do this with all the time? What? Packing. Oh, me too. I, I wait till like the day before night before oh my god you you (laughs) yeah wait till like the morning you have to leave if it's not like an early early flight I know that is not something I ever used to do before um my mom is good at this she packs like two weeks in advance if you go to her house her her because I don't my mom does not procrastinate neither does my sister you know who else doesn't procrastinate Kevin maybe they should have been doing this we need to learn from them we do have been on here we you know what we're gonna have we're going to have Lauren on. I think she's going to be one of our upcoming guests. Maybe on that show, we'll also like see, hey, well, how do you not procrastinate? Tell us your secrets, oh, wise one. But packing for a trip, oh my gosh, my mom will have her suitcase laid out. She has her clothes that she's not going to wear until that time. They're all set out. And then, you know, and then she's like, it's like the stress isn't there because she plans just kind of as she goes. I remember going to her house as a kid and knowing like she might have a vacation like far in a like in a in a month yeah and oh. far but in in like a month and you'd go to you'd walk through her bathroom and she'd have her suitcase laid out and you'd kind of go oh where are you going where did you just where come back you, from or, yeah where did you come back from or where are you going in the near immediate <laughs> future and she's like oh no i'm packing for hawaii yeah i'm like aren't you going in like a month yeah i just thought i'd get a jump start yeah like, me too same smart yeah so Yeah, that is, I did not inherit that gene from her. And by the way, I don't think my dad procrastinates either. What the heck? Where did we get this from? I'm so sorry, Kayla. (laughs) But yeah, that whole thing, like, like packing for me, again, it's so many choices or, you know, well, what am I going to do? Because if there's ever an opportunity and I'm jumping back now to like, I don't know if it's perfectionism or I don't know if it's the scope of things, but anytime there is like an opportunity for me to do something more or better then I just, I don't ever finish the project. Um, so I guess it's either like not starting and not finishing and that, Oh my gosh, I don't, we need a doctor on this show. (laughs) (laughs) We need somebody to help us. Um, but you know, it does really come down to negative emotions and in preparation of this episode, I did a little research and I shared this TED talk with Kayla, but I highly suggest it because uh, Tim Urban has a TED talk and it is titled Inside the Mind of a Master Procrastinator. And I thought, Tim, are you talking about me again? Um, And he's hilarious. He does these little stick figures, uh, this drawing, and he breaks it down very simply Um, But he gives this really cool visual of what he calls the instant gratification monkey. And that I feel like is what I do when these unpleasant tasks, I don't, I don't want to deal with them because I feel like I'm shielding myself and taking care of myself. And, you know, and instead what I'm doing is just instant gratification. Like, let's just, let's just call it what it is. The reason why I think sometimes I'm not very self-disciplined is because I enjoy some instant gratification. That's something that like 
this i was gonna say the younger generation <laughs> like me and you point your point I was to yourself to myself you know like me you know the younger generation where <laughs> delayed gratification is not does not come as easy as some of you know maybe my parents or my grandparents generation where delayed gratification was something that people just knew of i mean that wasn't an option for them to get what they wanted right away you know I mean, yeah we have so many things that just cater to us now that that provide instant gratification i mean everything for let's okay i'm not the younger generation <laughs> but your generation that has everything as i mean everything have... is streaming you don't have to go to blockbuster to rent a video <laughs> of vhs now, now now and then return it i mean everything's streaming and because i do remember that but like everything you have you have like you yeah. said the streaming aspect you have Amazon, who will oh, deliver something same don't. day. You have DoorDash and Uber Eats and all these different things that will yeah. bring things to you. Your groceries can be delivered. Like everything is at your fingertips. So it's like something that's so ingrained just naturally. Yeah. In the, in the younger generation, in, such as myself. Like us. <laughs> yeah. Like if Starbucks, my mobile, or well, first of all, when we, this is really embarrassing, but when we moved our offices, we used to, well, before we had a Starbucks drive through on the way to work, which I did every morning. And then we moved and there wasn't one by work, but right across the street from my house, like literally right across the street from my house is a Starbucks and they have mobile ordering. And f at first I was really kind of put off like, oh, I have to go in. I have to get out of my car <laughs> to go get my drink and my, my beverage and my breakfast that somebody made for me, <laughs> you know? And I thought, well, that's just silly. But then, right, so I got used to it. But then one day that Starbucks, I must have been having like a computer glitch or something. And I'm like looking at my app going, what do you mean it's not available at my location? Like what? I have to get, oh my gosh, now I have to go to the one by the office. So for like youngsters like myself, <laughs> you know. But you're right, Amazon. I have a nickname. Amazon Queen. Amazon Queen. If it's not Prime, it's not mine. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I just made that up. Is that up. a thing? No, I just made it up right now. Oh my now. gosh. That is hilarious. <laughs> if it's not oh Prime. Oh my gosh. It's not mine. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's so true. Because if it's, honestly, I don't think I've purchased a non-Prime thing on it's, Amazon. I'm a little annoyed if I have to. I think I, yeah, maybe I have, but I really don't want to. I don't either. And and for, as a business owner who deals with Amazon, but as a business owner, we see the effect that that's having on our customers because, you know, we are a mid-sized business and we can't operate the way Amazon does. In fact, my mind was blown when my husband told me that, you know, Amazon doesn't, they weren't profitable for however many, I don't know if they are now, but he said, yeah, that's not their business model. It's more about getting the, you know, the share of, of the customers. And I'm thinking, I'd never heard of a company in a business that wasn't profitable. It's like, what, is that even and a what thing? What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's not how we did it. So, um, yeah, so we, I see the effects on that, but still the way society is now um, we have everything at our fingertips. So instant gratification and what Tim Urban calls the instant gratification monkey is a real thing. And um, when something unpleasant happens, you know, we want instant gratification. So these are some 
these are some things for us to be aware of in our lives, right? Perfectionism, being overwhelmed by a project, anxiety, fear of failure, or an unpleasant task, just to name a few. Um, and these, anything that has negative emotions tied to it for us starting. And I think we need to then start to identify what that looks like for us and to, for us to be able to kind of non-judgmentally say and kind of stop and pause and say, like, I think I'm doing it again. I think I'm putting this off for one of these reasons. And then we develop a new behavior and we're going to take a really quick break. But when we come back, we're going to discuss what that one thing is that you can do to conquer procrastination. This episode of Plan a Happy Life is presented by Michaels. Make creativity happen. Welcome back. So this podcast is all about planning a happy life and then actively going out there and doing it, right? It's about solutions and it's about action. So it is not just enough to just know about procrastination. We need to figure out what we're going to do about it. So we've defined it. We've talked about why we do it. And we've said that it's important when you start to recognize these behaviors um, in yourself to say, recognize it, acknowledge it, like, yeah, uh oh, I think I'm about to procrastinate because I am really freaked out about the scope of this project. Now, what do we do about it? Here's what it is. You just are going to start. That's so simple. It is extremely simple. And it's just start, not just do it, because what's the difference, right? I feel like just start is saying, just start doing it. It's not going to necessarily be easy. You're not going to get it the first time. It might be, you know, challenging for you. Um, just do it means like almost kind of like, just shut up and do it. You know, just do it. You'll be fine. I recognize that that is not the solution because honestly, I wouldn't be sitting here. Kayla and I wouldn't be sitting here talking about the fact that we know we procrastinate and we still do. If it was just, just do it, then it kind of negates the fact that it can be difficult. But just start is about not allowing yourself to talk your brain, not allowing your brain actually to talk you out of doing it. Because I can be a really powerful negotiator with myself. Oh, me <laughs> too. I'm so one to like, oh my gosh, well, I, I could, you know, I could totally like do it tomorrow. It, it, I've got plenty of time. I've got plenty of time. I mean, plenty like, of time. and it's like, what's today? Like one day going to really make a difference. And I need the rest. I, I could really use this. Like, I know I'm stressed. So I could probably really use this downtime. Absolutely. Like I will go to battle <laughs> with you, <laughs> with me. Yeah. And you get really good at it because yeah. if you have any of those traits, you become very good at negotiating with yourself. And so you have to be really aware enough. Self-awareness is such a gift. Um, you have to be aware enough to call yourself out on your own. Can I say BS? BS. <laughs> you have to be, or bullshoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my sister says. But you have to be able to call yourself out when you know that you are making an excuse for something or be able to say, even gently, okay. I think I'm procrastinating again and I'm going to do something about it. I'm just going to start. One example of that, when I am on a walking uh, kick, kick, yeah, when I'm on a walking kick, when I'm actually really have a good routine of 
really getting some exercise and I'm good. But if I'm kind of in a funk and I'm having a hard time just getting going, then um, I can talk myself out of it really quickly saying like, you know what? My back did hurt a little bit, so I should probably rest it. I don't want to injure. I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want, I don't want to hurt myself. <laughs> but um, this is a trick that I've learned is if I tell myself, you only have to walk for 10 minutes. Do you know how many times I only walk for 10 minutes? Never. Hardly ever. Um, I usually end up walking the entire 45 minutes or three miles or whatever it is that I really intentionally wanted to walk. Um, And turns out, studies show that 80% of people who just start will keep going. So like if we can trick ourselves into just going, then, you know, it's kind of like a... Is it bad to say you're tricking your brain? No, it just made me laugh too because you, I just, it, it reminds me of times we'd like, we'll go on a walk. And, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. And, and you and Lauren do this too. Um, you guys will be like, hey, Kaylee, look, like, come on a walk with me. And I'm not one, like, I don't, in, like, I'll do it, but I don't enjoy walking. I'd rather like, I don't know do something else that feels a little more you like, like Pilates and yeah, you don't really want to go on a hike class. with us. Yeah. I like spending time with you guys yeah. and that's why I go, but we'll go on a hike and all of a sudden they'll be like, <laughs> we're just going to walk around, you know, this lake once. I'm like, okay, fine. We'll go walk the lake once we come to the end and they're like, well, let's take the long way back. And it's like, we'll just, it's like an extra 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, okay. And like, Little did I know the extra 10 minutes on the long way is like up this like giant hill. And I always go, we always joke now, like going, you guys tricked me. You totally tricked me. You tricked me into doing this. But I'm never upset after the fact that I did it. (laughs) But I'm never happy in the moment going, oh, you guys tricked me. I I don't usually like mean to trick you. I know. Sometimes, Sometimes you do. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I actually mean to trick you and deceive you into just come with me because I know you're going to have a good time. But mostly... Mostly I don't. So, you know, tricking yours, tricking other people is one thing. <laughs> it just <laughs> reminded me of tricking. It really did. Because actually, remember when I, um, do you remember when I tricked you? And it was like, a, um, there was that, it's called Top of the World in Laguna. Oh, another and, hill. Yeah, yeah, it was a hill and it was hard. And we just kept, we didn't even trick you, but it was more like we kept pushing you. So we would go, you know what, we're just going to go back there and just go a little bit. And just got, a little bit further. You want to just, let's just go just up that hill, just around that corner, just around, and then just around the river bend. Just, yeah. Oh my gosh. And it just kept going. <laughs> it just kept going. And she's looking at us going like, I'm going to kill to you. Hurt you. You guys are tricking me. So maybe not tricking other people, but tricking your own self yeah. into, you know, doing something. So, um, do you know who Mel Robbins is? I do. Okay. So Mel Robbins is she has um, a book and I believe the book is called the five second rule. There may be other lines to that, but, and it's not the dropping the food on the floor, five second rule, which at first, do you is... follow that? No, I do at home. What if it's 10 seconds? Well, probably not 10. That feels a little, you long. have a dog. Like you, <laughs> well, that just makes it sound so yeah. gross. You can't eat food off your floor. Uh, well, Yeah. But five seconds. Five seconds. Yeah. So Mel Robbins' five-second rule is a little bit different than that, but it is along the lines of really kind of don't is tricking your brain into 
getting you to start. I think she says something about, you know, you've got to have this like starting mechanism and it's, um, so basically you don't want to do laundry. You know, when you're driving home, you're going to do laundry. When you get home, you walk in the door and you're like, "Mm, no, don't allow yourself to do it. She says you count it down five, four, three, two, one, go do it. It's a beside you're basically like, you know, like I'm not a runner. (laughs) You know, Kayla, when I was doing track and field. Yeah. When you're training in the blocks, when I was in the blocks, you know, and then you get the big, you know, just kind of when the gun like goes that start gun, then you go. It's just like a like a really quick. You don't even think about it. It's just a like a reaction mm -hmm. or a. What's that word? Reflex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so I think the five second rule is similar to that where it's like, okay, you don't want to get up out of bed at five o'clock in the morning to go on the run you are going to go on, but your brain starts thinking that and you immediately five, four, three, two, one, just get up, go put your clothes on and go. And then that 80% kicks in of the people that start finish it. What about putting a positive spin on those things that you're putting off. I like that a lot. If we're talking about negative emotions that are wrapped up in all of the things that cause us to procrastinate, what about, you know, trying to, you know, lighten it up a little bit. So like you come home, you don't want to do that laundry or cook dinner. Then what about throwing on some music and making it that music that you love that feels like a little whether it's fun or motivating or happy, something that like might make that a little less mundane. Do you remember being a kid when I would like clean the house and it'd be like, you know what we're going to do? We would either, how many times did I time you? Oh yeah. We were like super speedy. It's like, okay, uh, Kayla, can you go do this? Mm, I'll time you. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Or like, what about if we clean, we're going to clean the kitchen, but we're only going to do it on commercials. So it'd be like, okay, commercial, go. And then you'd clean as much as you could and see how much you could get done. And again, we're tricking our brains into thinking that this is more fun than it actually is. Yeah, but it, it gets the stuff done and you're, you might be, you will be happier than you were. Right. Because feeling like, okay, I, I will never be one to say something that's really hard, um, make it happy. I mean, really hard or sad or something. But, you know, some of the things that we put off are because they're just unpleasant. Not and we don't like to do them, not because they are, you know, terrible things. So something like cooking dinner or you may not want to go on that walk or you may not want to start a project. Like, what about if you told yourself instead of like, oh, my gosh, I have so much to start what if you said, if I work on this for 15 minutes today, no music on that one, because I don't believe yeah. people that say they can write things. Well, I don't <laughs> think I can write something while listening, but I guess I shouldn't say that was more helps. of a, that was more of a mom thing where you're like, I can totally do my homework with the music on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did say that a lot. <laughs> I said that too to my mom. But OK, let's say for 15 minutes, you're going to do work and then you're going to get to quit because 15 minutes is going to go by really quick. And if you said, I'm even going to just research some stuff and take some notes for 15 minutes and then I'm going to be done and then I'm going to do something that I want to do like a reward yeah I like rewards oh yeah good reward yeah very motivating sometimes some positive um reinforcement yeah for doing some of those things so then not only when you're you know you identify it you decide okay hey I'm going to go ahead and do it but then put some sort of a positive spin on it I think that's um that's definitely on brand for us, for sure. 
And uh, music always seems to make it better for me. And I know for you too, Kayla. So Kayla, do you want to wrap us up today? Sure. Okay. Do you want to do it? Do you want me to? Sure. Okay. I don't care. All right. So let's go from the top. Okay. First thing is we learned about what procrastination is, right? It's habitually or intentionally delaying something or finishing a task because we don't like the, that may have negative consequences, even though we know that. Um, so we learned what it was. And then we learned, we don't need to go over all of them because we've talked about them a lot, but we know some of the reasons why we may procrastinate and especially the fact that it has negative emotions attached to it. So then we decided that we need to identify when we have those behaviors and those feelings and notice them and realize that we are going to now kindly trick our brains into just starting something, not needing to be perfect, not needing to finish it all, um, and realizing that we can possibly even make it a little bit fun, a little bit of fun if we add some music or we give ourselves a little bit of a reward. But I think if we take those things and put them into practice, Kayla, stick your hand out, shake my hand. This is a left-handed shake. This is a left-handed shake. (laughs) We are going to try and do these things and ride along with you. And I I really am. I'm going to try and see, because these things come up for me all the time. Yeah. This isn't like, you know, remember six months ago when I procrastinated. So I am going to be dedicated to trying these out and going through this process because it's worked for me in the past. And I might share too on Instagram. If I am going, hey, procrastination, um, and I'll see if, you know, how it works. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So if you'd like to follow along, you can follow me at Stephanie underscore Fleming and see how I start to tackle my procrastination. Um, And if you'd like to take this exercise to the next level, we will make it a little easier for you. And you can head to our website, planahappylife.com for free downloads. Thank you for listening to Plan a Happy Life. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends, family, or anyone on their own happiness journey. We'll see you next week.